success in the new retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. Thank you for making us a part of your weekend here on Success in the New Retirement. We know you have a lot of questions after this week about politics, your money, your retirement prospects. So reach out to us during today's show as we talk to Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. You can do that with us online at successinthenewretirement.com. And uh, Damon will be joining us a little bit later here on today's show. I don't know if he's off counting more votes somewhere. I I don't know. (laughs) But uh, it is kind of interesting, Matt. You know, a lot of times I think in this whole process, we feel like our vote doesn't matter. But clearly Arizona's did this week. Yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, there were several states. And again, it's not final with what could eventually happen. It seems like we're going to be kind of figuring this out for a while here, but several states where you go and wow, you know, it, you know, your vote really would matter if Mm -hmm. you, if it didn't get counted or you didn't make time to go out and make your voice heard. But you know, it's, as I was watching the, the night, again, I didn't stay up terribly late, but you know, kind of wanted to see what some of the results were in Uh Arizona and kind of where things were at. You know, I had told my staff in the staff meeting, I said, look, you know, based on what the market is predicting the market basically kind of gave the signals that they thought trump was going to win but it was kind of a last second swing so interesting okay so the way the markets kind of work is 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 historically the last three months so three months leading up to the election is a really good predictor of who's going to win and so um when we headed into november you know october 31st the market's predicting that that biden was going to win oh interesting but literally the first and the second so November 1st and 2nd, the markets jumped enough that they actually showed a positive result for the three months leading up to the election, which swings towards the incumbent. Huh. And it's been 100% accurate since 1984 and like like 87% accurate if we go all the way back to like 1922. So wow. it's a really good indicator. But it, what it kind of signaled, and I think a lot of people knew this, is that it was going to be really kind of neck and neck and really close. Mm-hmm. And so even though the pollsters kind of, you know, it seemed like it was pretty lopsided, I think a lot of people didn't believe the polls. The markets didn't believe the polls. Yeah. And so they were kind of predicting a Trump win. And so now we'll see, you know, yeah. and, you know, there's no certainties except for the uncertainty that's around there. And so, again, you, you can only control what you can control. And so... Leading up to the election, we had a lot of people calling in and and talking from the radio show and some of our clients saying, hey, what should I do regarding my portfolio as we approach the election? Mm -hmm. And our advice was, you're not going to change your portfolio dramatically just because there's an election. If if you go back through time, elections don't impact the markets in a statistically significant way long term. Okay, good to know. And so... We can expect short-term volatility, and we've already seen that, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, the, the big up downs. after, yeah. I was kind of surprised to see the market uh, jump up the day after, even though we still didn't have a result. So, well, what's kind of interesting about this, and this is where me and you know Damon kind of nerd out, but <laughs> for sure, surprisingly, one of the things that came out was that the number of jobs that were added mm-hmm. was a lot lower than had been the past few months, oh, and okay. so. That's negative news. Mm-hmm. And so why would the market jump on some negative news? Well, that means there's a pretty big signal that now there's data building that would say that we need some sort of stimulus package to keep the economy going and help us pull out of this. And so the markets love that, right? Mm-hmm. They love when the government kind of comes in with some some new programs and things because that stimulus package has been kind of on the table and no one's been really willing to push it through because we're heading up to this election. Yeah. 
And so the market got some certainty around that. And so the markets love certainty. They don't like the uncertainty. And so again, I think you could expect volatility in the market until someone is finally chosen. It's official. There's no more lawsuits. There's no more disputes. It's it's official. And this is the, the new person. And so I think that's what you would expect. But again, back to my original point, long-term, if we fast forward the clock to January, most of this noise that you're seeing with the markets and with the election, a lot of that is going to be smoothed out. Okay. That's and a so relief. It's, <laughs> it's going to come back now back to just your basic issues. It comes back to, do you have a financial plan? Are you diversified as far as the amount of risk you're willing to take through volatile times? Are you preparing for taxes? And so again, in the state of Arizona, we, we had something, a proposition on the ballot that's going to dramatically increase state tax for high income earners. Hmm. So for all of those high income earners out there, you know, this is your wake up call to say, oh my gosh, you know, I, you're basically your state tax almost doubled oh, wow. with this proposition. So is there a need for some tax planning and some strategies? Probably more than ever, right? So this is the now kind of the wake up call to say, oh, I've, I can't just be like, well, okay, I pay what I pay. Now you really got to be paying attention to it because your state income tax is basically doubling if you're not paying attention and, and trying to figure out ways to maybe shelter some of your income and, and do some strategies that can really pay big dividends. What's the threshold on that, Matt? I mean, it, at what point of what level of wealth do you have? Do you really need to take some action here? I believe it's a taxable income over 500,000. Okay. And so again, that has long-term impact. So mm -hmm. some people are like, well, okay, who cares? You know, that, that only affects that the affect top me, 1%. Yeah. Well, okay, number one, if it affects you, there's some things you need to be paying attention to and really get a plan in place. Mm -hmm. Number two is, well, how does that affect the, the other person that's not making that? Well, you know, that could have some long-term impacts to Arizona as far as business owners that are willing to operate in the state True. because they're going to be taxed more. And so that potentially results in loss of jobs or other things. So we got to be paying attention. You can't just assume, hey, I'm going to throw tax on this part of the population because it doesn't impact me mm -hmm. because there can be a trickle down that could end up impacting you. And so that's something to be watching and paying attention to. That's actually something we talked about last week here on the show, Matt, is sort of this election paralysis that was in effect. I think sometimes people are proactive. They want to make some moves because they are worried about the outcome of things like elections. And then there are some of us who want to sit on the sidelines and wait to see how things shake out. So now that we have a little more clarity on what might happen from here, what would you encourage people to take control of as we uh, finish out 2020? Well, it's like we've been harping on again, that the end of this year is the deadline for Roth conversions. Mm -hmm. So one of the things you can really take ownership of and you can do a lot better job at is managing how much taxable income you're showing and whether you're continuing to defer taxes or you're going to recognize taxes in 2020. Okay. So I'll give you an example of a client. So they came into my office, we went through their stuff and their taxable income is going to be about 90000 this year. Okay. And so, again, if, they, if you were filing your taxes, you weren't paying attention to anything, you go, great, I'm in the 12% tax bracket. This is what I owe. What I had suggested to them is that they should show an additional $15,000 on their taxes. Ah. And that's kind of weird, right? I mean, uh -huh. I'm telling them, <laughs> why don't we go ahead and pay more taxes? Right. Because if they show $15,000 more in income and they have a 12% tax bracket, essentially I'm telling them to pay about $1,700 more in, in federal tax. Hmm. Well, why am I telling them to do that? Well, most of the money that they had been saving that I'm going to have them recognize is in an IRA account. And that IRA account, they had avoided and when they were earning really good income, and putting that money away, they were in a 20 or a 25% tax bracket. 
And so what I was telling them to do is they should actually take that money out of the IRA, move it over into a Roth. And so now going forward, that money is going to grow tax free. So if taxes are higher in the future, they don't have to pay tax on that money and that growth ever again. Nice. Okay. And the reason we did that is if I can pay that income tax on that $15,000 at a 12% tax rate, I will do that all day long as much as I possibly can because historically... 12% is usually, you know, that's a super low tax rate. Usually Mm -hmm. our tax brackets are starting at 14 or 15%. True. And so, you know, if you can pay at 12%, you're probably, you know, saving a lot in taxes. And so it's counterintuitive to say, hey, let's pay $1,700 more in taxes, but I would rather have them pay $1,700 now than pay $2,500 or $3,000 later, right? Right, yeah. And so, again, if you're worried about, hey, you know, taxes are going to go up, and, and that th- that's a likely scenario, regardless of who's in office, the amount of national debt we have, all this stimulus, all the things that are occurring, that's a likely scenario. So here's a way to optimize that. So that's what we're trying to do with this client. And so the deadline is December 31st. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're sitting there, hey, what do I do before the end of the year? Roth conversions is a huge opportunity. The challenge is, is it's everybody gets intimidated by the taxes. They're like, I don't have the software yet. I can't do that. Well, we have software at our office that we do that for clients and for, for people that call in from the radio that we can actually run the report that shows exactly how much they can convert this year. All you okay. have to provide to us is, hey, Matt, this is what I think my income is going to be. I looked up my W-2 statement. I think I'm going to get this Christmas bonus. This is where I was last year. And we make some estimates right there. It's going to tell us the opportunity. Hey, right here, we can do a $10,000 conversion. Or, you know, you could do what, you know, in your situation, it will identify that for you. And then, and then you have a plan of attack that you can complete before the end of the year. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.